Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of Mail Order Mysteries, Eddie Guevara. With us also tonight is the dynamic duo of Chuck and Sherry Caputo. Hey, Welcome, hi, everyone. Hi. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Awesome. So, hey, before we get into our conversation here, and uh, I do have some questions. I do have a question that I have to ask uh, Chuck and Eddie, which I should have asked last podcast, but I forgot <laughs> because it had to deal with the podcast before that. And, you know, okay. maybe it will will jingle your guys' memories. But, hey, before we... Uh, get on that. We are going to talk about real quick some of our uh, friends of the podcast. And uh, first, we're going to start off with our buddies, Todd Mason site at the uh, c-monkeys.com. So whether you're a novice a uh, or an expert sea monkey uh, person, there's always stuff on here for you. So you could always upgrade your sea monkey aquarium, or you could just start it off. Or if you have all your sea monkey needs. There's tons of other stuff on here. They have a great 2022 sea monkey calendar. The layout is absolutely fantastic on it. There's puzzles, there's postcards, t-shirts. So there's stuff for everybody on there and stuff to hand out as gifts as well. At c-monkeys.com. All right. Also, our buddy Dave Haversat has a great site at 1878press.com. Tons of books on there on magic and mentalism, uh, Houdini, uh, psychics, all that good stuff. Uh, mail order companies like SS Adams, uh, tons of great books on there. A lot of them are discounted, very good prices, and some of them are out of stock. So, you know, they're limited runs. So get on there quick and grab the books that you want. All right. Also, we have. Uh, one of our favorite magazines, becoming one of our favorite magazines very quick, is uh, called Stupid. And it's at stupidcomicsmagazine.com. And that's S-T-O-O-P-I-D. And they are on issue number five. But I did get word that issue number six is going to be out soon. So make sure you are checking that out for that next issue. And if you need any of the back numbers... He has them all on there. You could get, uh, they're up to number five right now, but they did start with number zero. So there's six issues out now and you could get all of them for a great price on the website. Also, if you're looking for your scary monsters magazine, any back issues or current issues, head over to mymoviemonsters.com. Right now they have issue number 125 up and it is the Highland Bradbury Burrows and Block issue. And this is up for pre-order. Scott Jackson hits it out of the park again with his awesome uh, wraparound cover. And I do have a article in this one on Edgar Rice Burroughs' uh, At the Earth's Core, the 1970s movie. I, can't, I believe it came out in 74 or 76. I can't remember offhand, but Carolyn Monroe's in it, so you can't really go wrong with it. So make sure you go on there, pre-order your magazines, or head to your local bookstore, Barnes & Nobles, whatnot, and uh, you could find it there. All right, so that's what we got for today uh, for our friends of the podcast. And I'm going to turn it over to our buddies, 
uh, Chuck and Sherry and see what's new with them. So what's new, guys? All right. Hey, it's great being here. What do you think, Sherry? Oh, yeah. I love being here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, we, we we got over a bunch of snow, Joe. It snowed about uh, 10 inches. I shoveled maybe three times the other day off and on. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we got about 13 here in, in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. I mean, yeah. I, so I got an early start. I was out at 1230 a.m. when it was coming Ooh. down. And we have on-street parking. I don't have a garage, and so I had to do our parking. It was tough, but you know, well, what are you gonna do? I mean, we were we were due for it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a mild winter so far, and uh, you tell you what, I was I was watching the weather leading up to that, and they had said that the way the storm was was going because it kind of went it was going from west to east and went down south and then was coming back up north. And the path it was going on, it was going to hit Northeast Ohio and kind of sit there for a while. And <laughs> sure enough, that's exactly what it did. It just kind of sat there and just dumped snow on us. And <laughs> I, I, think I think it's, I think it's headed toward up toward uh, Eddie's vicinity, I right? I think Jerry? it is. Maybe on the weekend. I'm uh, not sure. Uh, yeah, she's seen something on the internet. Yeah, I was just looking at the weather now, and it looks like they're going to get hit with. Uh, I don't know if it's the rain's going to turn into snow or whatnot, but it's it's oh, kind of yeah. going underneath us, Chuck. So they're they're going to get it over there in, in Jersey. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Which I, you know, it was today. It, it was forty six out, so a lot of the snow is melting, and you know, my yard is just turning into a swamp. And the dogs, you know, they love it. They run out there and get all muddy, <laughs> and I was like, God, I said, just don't rain or anything anymore. I don't need any more wetness in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, it's melting here, too. It was about 40-something here. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a nice day today. Very nice. Yeah, I can't believe it. After after the weekend we had, and then today was such a, a nice day, but um, I'm kind of looking at the weather now, and it's going to be dropping. I, tomorrow is going to be 21, and then mm-hmm. uh, Friday is going to be high of 19 with low of negative 2. I yeah, think. wow. I mean, this is this is a big fluctuation, but you know yeah. what? I've been, you know what? I've been still doing some shows. There was a few things that canceled, you know, because of the virus and everything, and uh, you know, uh, one one guy hired me, and he had uh, double pneumonia, he said, right, Sherry? And then, yeah, and so he canceled, you know, I mean, I mean, so that's understandable, you know, and everything. So, you know what? So we've been filming the uh, teaching series. We've we've been we're going to try to get up to 25 volumes. I think that's about, I think that would be about the limit. But I mean, this is going to be the most comprehensive uh, magic course ever, Joe. I mean, we're going to cover things from coins to cards to mentalism, scarf magic, rope magic, uh, ventriloquism, uh, building magic. I mean, there, I mean, it goes on and on. It's like, it's like the most comprehensive thing. Like I said, you know, throughout the years, I've, I've read excessively, you know, from all the, all the old books and so forth. So I took notes on all techniques and so forth so i'm i'm actually digging into my notebooks now so it's it's actually turning out very very well and we're having a a blast here sherry huh yeah it's been really fun filming (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i tell you what the videos on the youtube channel have been doing great the the views have been up our subscribers uh base has been up and it's it's steadily increasing i think just a, a week ago we were down um uh around seven like 98 99 because it, it fluctuates you know here and there but we're up to 817 right now and great i mean we're on a great I, i'm hoping we could get up at least over a thousand real quick and i mean people are enjoying the videos that that you and eddie are putting out and i mean they're it's doing fantastic so everyone out there if you if you guys haven't been on our youtube site it's under uh just type in the search house of the unusual and uh you'll see it pop up it says house of the unusual eddie Guevara. 
you know, subscribe to the channel, you know, like the videos and, and hey, you know, go into the comments and if you got any questions or anything, that that's the place to do it and someone will get back to you hopefully. Yeah, we got hey, we got some great we got some great viewing uh people out there. Thank you for all your support, folks. We certainly we certainly do appreciate it. Yeah. Are you there, Chuck? Yeah, I'm here. I think we lost Eddie again. No, no, I'm here. I'm oh, here. you there, Eddie? I'm here, my man. Oh, okay, because I was looking at my thing. I, I didn't hear you because, you know, our, well, for people out there that are wondering, what the heck are they talking about? This is our, what, our, our second recording because the, the other one shut off about 15 minutes. <laughs> so you got to love technology, man. When it oh. works, it's great, but when it doesn't. Man, is it it frustrating? But oh hey, yeah, we went yeah, to the he, we went to the post office the other day, and the guy behind the counter, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, he couldn't hardly do anything because the internet went down. You know what I mean? Where you know, many years ago, you know, it was all manual. I mean, there was a manual money order machine, the crank you pull the crank. It was all you know, it was a standard cash register. Now everything is online. I mean, Chuck, so, I I can't tell you how many times because I go to the post office about every day from stuff that I sell on eBay, <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times that I go in there and they said, "Oh, our our internet's down. We can't do anything." <laughs> and it's like, real, you can't. Everything's ran off the off the internet. They everything goes everything. down. That's it. They're done. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's kind of funny because I'm listening to you guys and I. You know, the other day, I thought you guys were my friends because, uh, you know, we were slated to get 10 inches across the board. But instead, Joe and Chuck, being such good friends of mine, decided to get all the inches of snow. <laughs> and I got none. We uh, had about one. It turned into rain. It disappeared the next day. It was all clean. Wow. Um, You're lucky. Well, yeah. And then the, the temperature went to 45, whatever, 46. Oh. Now, I'm hoping the same thing happens this weekend. I'm not looking... For your snow. In fact, I know you guys love me and stuff, but you can keep it over there if you want. <laughs> you don't have to send it my way, you know. <laughs> so Eddie, what's what's new at House of the Unusual? What's what's going on with you? Well, I was happy to say that I, I packaged and shipped uh, two days ago our first magic set that was bought by Mr. William Osborne. Um, he, he's actually the first owner of the first magic set, number one. Um, I have here uh packaged another three and they've been shrink wrap and stuff and i'm you know i'm gonna send some picture to you guys they look very nice man it's they're phenomenal and i hope that whoever's out there listening can go to etsy.com i only have another uh four to sell um so they're gonna probably be going pretty fast and you know like i'm saying um they're out there uh it's it's a one-time deal they're not going to be around for every, everything was handmade by Mr. Chuck there. And um, I think that's that's fantastic, you know. I love Eddie, the You know what? The commercial, you should post that on your site. I mean, that thing is amazing. He did about a minute commercial. Wow. It really, really, it, it, it like it captures the whole essence of it. Like it, it's spooky. It's got the flickering lights and stuff. It's really neat. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. But, you know, what? just in case we got some... Some newcomers that haven't been, you know, maybe just jumping on on this podcast or a few back. Eddie, you want to discuss, you know, real quick of uh, what this magic kit entails and, you know, who might be interested in it or who it's for? Well, th this magic kit, uh, the one that would actually do better justice and explain that would be Chuck, who actually put it together. I just did all the advertising for it and I did the packaging for the product. Uh, of course, then I put it into the box, but all the tricks themselves were created and done by Chuck. Now, 
I think this set is, is more for the mature audience and the professional magician. If you're starting out, it might be okay for you, but it might be more advanced. Um, it's a it's a very nice set. Uh, it's the only one the House of the Unusual has ever put out or probably will for now. Um, Chuck has also been working on a, on a course that's going to be offered to Udemy uh, pretty soon. I'm waiting for him to finish his lessons, and uh, it's going to be really good. I mean, whoever is interested in serious magic and wants to have a serious magic set, this would be one to get. Uh, the items there are not your everyday magic set that you can buy for $25, $40. They have the little plastic uh, cups and ball and, you know, the, the money maker, which, which is, they're okay, but they make them really cheap. And I think most of the products in those things are like out from either Taiwan, China, where they're very flimsily made. And the, the boxing for the magic sets out there look pretty nice. The artwork, I'll, I'll give them that, but you know, this magic set is more for serious people. And um, and recently, I think, um, I'm happy to say that we might be getting some pretty famous people on our show uh, based on this magic set and, and Chuck. Because let's be honest, all this has been Chuck. All the connections have been bought by Chuck. So I think, Chuck, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you now. You you explain what, what you think this magic set is and to who is it directed to. Yeah, no problem at all. <clears throat> Boy, I'll tell you, my uh, my uh, voice is going here. But uh, yeah, you know what? The magic set is one of a kind. And I did handcraft, I mean, every every effect in there. Uh, just to give you an idea, you know, the one one is a floating shrunken head. I mean, this 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 thing looks really creepy. And I, I actually hand carved them myself. And uh, the head will float behind a piece of cloth. It'll go back down behind it and pop out the side and so forth there's a there's a shrunken uh, uh, there's a there's a monkey's paw uh it's 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 a really cool routine and the thing looks downright eerie i mean my time and carved it really nice uh there's the pillar of hercules which is a neat effect uh spirit time you know what it's all horror magic spooky theme to it you, you know with uh you know with ghosts uh goblins uh, ufos and stuff like that and just like Eddie said, it's all professionally packaged. I mean, he did a bang-up job. Uh, the box is beautiful. The label's absolutely gorgeous. And there's a DVD that goes in there as well. It's gonna. It's 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 a DVD that I had professionally made a few. I teach thirteen fantastic tricks uh, how to make them and uh, perform them. You know, with pretty much common you know things that are just lying around your house. And uh, there is a link for each trick where they can. They can click onto it uh, where it'll show the performance and the actual uh, tutorial. You know, like I actually take my time and I sit down and explain how to do each effect. You know, you know, yeah. So overall, this is a handmade kit. Like Eddie said, it's not some cheap plastic stuff or anything. You know, it actually put my heart and soul into it. You know, so uh, yeah. Hey, I'm just thankful to be part of this. You know, and uh, thankful that you know that you know that we got it rolling. So uh, you know what, definitely check it out, guys. Now where now where could somebody out there if they're interested in this kit where are they able to find it? Eddie, uh, the, oh go ahead, Eddie, go ahead. I was going to say the kit has only been. I decided to put all the magic stuff from Chuck at our uh, Etsy shop, which is under the Land of Secrets. Um, it'll also say House of the Unusual, but if you go and look up for the Land of Secrets, the Etsy shop, it'll be on that. And the reason I've decided to do Etsy is because since everything is being done by Chuck by hand we're only going to do limited editions of every magic trick. Some will only be one or two of them, and that's it. Uh, we're not going to mass produce this. 
Um, we're going to concentrate more on the mail order course uh, that people will be able to take and Udemy and stuff like that. And, you know, some performance and later on we might do um, special trainings with Chuck and stuff like that. But actual magic sets and magic apparatus, we're going to put a few out, but limited in quantities. Uh, it does two things. One, whoever doesn't get it, they're going to have to get it on eBay for some crazy price later on. <laughs> Because there's not there's only limited editions of each thing, and second, you know Chuck is a, you know Chuck you you're basically Murphy Magic spokesperson for Inverti, uh, Penguin Magic has had you on, uh, a lot of people I think uh, if I'm correct uh, you're associated with Penn and Teller they know you, uh, they there's also uh, I hear there's something that somebody mentioned to me that I think David Copperfields even uh, subscribes to your YouTube channel, so you know what. Uh, whoever really wants to have a magician stuff that's done not by in China by some company who's putting out something with the name of the magician, this is actually done by Chuck himself. So I, I really think whoever is a serious magic collector and and wants to purchase something like this, here's your chance. Now, I know the price is a little steep. I'm not going to say super, but then again, everything in the set was handmade, the hours involved, the set actually cost a little bit over half the price that is being sold. And then you have, you know, um, Etsy fees, PayPal fees, and a few things. And But overall, as I said, it's a great item, and it's a shame that whoever doesn't get it, they're going to miss out. Eight were made, and one, of course, will belong to Chuck, who made it. One goes to Joe, and then the other one will be for the House of the Unusual, because we need to have in our history, uh, whoever, you know, we need to have each product we create. Um, and down the line, I'm looking to do, um, you know, if, if we're, me and Chuck had actually mentioned yesterday, it would be nice to have some type of magic shop or whatever that could be probably in the vicinity of Pittsburgh or something like that. And, and Chuck would obviously be there, you know. And one of the things that would be good to that would be to make a display of Chuck Caputo Magic, all the stuff that he's done throughout the years. I mean, I know that one particular item he did, the Great Leon Miniature Haunted House, that's the only performance you see on the internet. There's absolutely no more performances. Uh, right now, you put greatly on miniature on house. You're not going to find any footage of anybody performing it. You will find it uh, in Chuck's channel, and you'll find it on House of the Unusual, which I also posted it there. So uh, that tells you how rare and hard those things are. Uh, the one house that Chuck had that he used for 20-some years is in my possession right now. I want to be able to display it in some type of museum because my ultimate goal is to do like an oddities museum. And, you know, this, I got, this is all a project one step at a time. Um, I'm looking and we're all looking, as, as you guys might know, Chuck, me, Joe and stuff. We're looking to make this our full time business. And we're now going on and we're building an audience of almost 7,000 a week, 6,000 something listeners. And, and, you know, and, and then YouTube is going up in, in subscribers. Uh, we haven't posted as much. Uh, Chuck is basically run most of YouTube right now. Me and Joe need to post a little. We will. I've been busy putting on together and Joe's been busy in, in his end writing and, and putting articles together. I've been doing the packaging, the magic sets. And that's what has taken our time. But I really think that whoever is a serious magician out there needs to really get together and say, hey, I'm going to get this set. I'm going to get, because like I said, 
I will not make any more. And oh, that might make a, a future magic set, depending. But like I said, it won't be this one. So, you know, everything like you guys know, you'll get it now. It'll be worth a thousand bucks on eBay in two months, you know. Right now, Mail Order Mysteries by Kirk Damaris, if you get a copy for under 50 bucks, it's lo you're lucky. Uh, the book sold a million and a half copies. And right now, and, and there's a few copies out there that are signed by me and Kirk. Whoever have those, I'm sure they're going to get prime, you know, prime money for those. Um, but that's the whole deal. The whole deal is, you know, that if you're a collector, you're a serious collector. And the best part is that this magic set is going to be our first NFT, non-fungible token. I'm actually creating the one magic set that's going to be in my possession in House of the Unusual. I'm going to have a digital version of it. So whoever owns the digital version also owns the 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 main version but will it's something that's never been done in magic and stuff so i you know i think it will be interesting for the the young generation that is into nfts and are investing into that i i just figure i'm going to tap the waters and see how it's like you know so yeah go ahead thing i did want to mention guys is is that the actual teaching series that i'm working on this is this is for the amateur magician for, for the intermediate all the way up to the professional so so this this particular series it's going to be like a 25 volume series this this does cover the whole gambit you know what so that'll you know what so that'll go out to everybody i mean this is this is a a a, a type of a teaching thing that i wish was available way back when i was a kid all right awesome man that yeah that sounds good i mean these kits i've seen them they they look fantastic and and where could people get Eddie? the uh, kits can be found in the land of secrets the land of secrets in etsy if you go to etsy you'll find it under the land of secrets that's the name of the shop and you'll know because it'll say chuckaputo magic on the top and um it's got a really nice uh banner across the top i mean i actually love it it looks really uh, oh, it's retro. Awesome. It's awesome, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I really like now, uh, Chuck. Am I correct in saying it? it is the Land of Secrets, not the House of Secrets? Correct. I look at it right now. It's the House of Secrets. Is it House of Secrets? Oh, okay, yeah. okay guys. I, I gave you the wrong. It's the House of Secrets. Um, those are websites I we that House of the Unusual owns. So I own the Land of I own the House of uh, For Etsy, I wasn't going to put House of the Unusual because. There'll be a confusion. We have an eBay store. We have the website. There's a lot of things out there. So I figured the house of secrets. And here's the thing too. When people go into Etsy to search uh, and you type in the house of secrets, it's all one word. So make sure you type it in the search, all one word, the house of secrets, and it'll pop up. All right. All right. So, Hey, let's get on with our, our topic for today but before that what i wanted to ask last podcast and, and i forgot or it slipped my mind or whatnot but did eddie or, or chuck did you guys get to watch that movie uh tre threads i did not no i did not oh okay i will, I will though did you joe, watch it, eddie no joe i i had it on the scene to watch and then it was the same day that the blacklist came on, and <laughs> I'm too much of a fan of the blacklist to let that go. I had to watch the blacklist at least twice, you know. Okay, um, when you guys watch it, we'll we'll discuss it. Yeah, all definitely, all absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually planning to watch Threads probably either tomorrow night or Friday night, um, because Friday night is when they do the blacklist. I mean Thursday night, but 
Friday night, it, it, you know, is usually when I watch it. But I might watch it Thursday because I do have the Fubo app uh, thing that has, I can pre-record it. So this way I don't have to wait another day. It's too teeth grinding of a situation. <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, what I wanted to, to talk about tonight while we, we still have some time is, you know what, uh, on our forum site on House of the Unusual, Dr. Saab put up a a new th- a new thread that's called Movies from Your Childhood. And, um, you know, I'm a very nostalgic person, kind of like, you know, we all are that everyone that, that comes on here. But, you know, this one really got the, the gears moving for me because there, there's a lot of movies and TV shows from, from my childhood that I, I vividly remember. There's some distinct smells with them when I think about them. And a lot of them shaped, you know, who I was as a child and even, you know, who I became as a young adult and that as a, an adult as well. And I'm guessing it's kind of the same for everybody that, that grew up, you know, in front of the screen. And, you know, even though, you know, I'm a child of the eighties, we didn't, you know, at that time we were still outside playing and all that. So I got to see these movies in, you know, the late morning or an early afternoon matinee or at night with some of the, uh, the TV hosts that were on like Rhonda Shear or uh, Commander USA, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of these movies, it really started jogging my memories and some really came back to me, but I wanted to, um, I have my post up on, on House of the Unusual in the forum and you could see some of my movies that I, uh, I referenced on there and I'll talk about some of those as well too. Um, but I wanted to get, get your guys take, uh, Chuck, Eddie, and Sherry of, of some of the movies or and even TV shows because there was a lot of great TV shows out there oh, that kind of you know influenced you or whether it be in a good way or a bad way or maybe it's a movie that you don't you didn't really care for or like but when you think about it there's maybe like a certain smell to it or, or you get a certain you know vision of maybe you sitting in your living room. Um, watching TV with your parents or siblings or something like that. So, uh, you know, Chuck and Sherry, we'll start off with you guys. What are some movies or TV shows that that were an influence to you, or even if they weren't an influence, you know, some of them that that you really enjoyed uh, in your childhood years? Yeah, no problem. Hey, I think that's a great subject. You know what? As far as TV shows, when I was a kid, uh, probably in the late '60s, the early '70s, the one show I watched a lot and I kind of looked up to was the. I don't know why, but I thought that was like the perfect family. It was like, wow, that is really cool. You know what? And then when I looked at my own family, I'm like, I had great parents and stuff, but there was, but there was always like problems, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you know what I'm thinking? Well, well, how come my family's not like this? You know what I mean? So, so there is a downside to it, but it was like, it was like, uh, it was like, there was something to look up to. It was like, you know, you know, the way they encourage the kids with everything and it was positive overall. And, and so it was something to look up to, uh, movie impacted me in 1973 i think it came out i was nine years old and my brother who's seven years older than me took me downtown pittsburgh to see a movie it was out it was very popular it was the exorcist oh boy yeah. <laughs> that thing that thing scared the hell out of me oh my God. i mean i i couldn't sleep for days nine and years old. i was nine years old wow. i had i had no business you know yeah. you know to watch that movie at that age uh and then around that time maybe a couple years later westworld that was about 1974 75 with uh, Yul Brenner, uh, James uh, Broyland. Uh, that was an excellent, excellent movie. And I still watch it to this day. I watch it maybe maybe about twice a year. You know what? I've always been interested in uh, robotics, 
uh, mechanical devices and so forth. It's just a whole concept that Michael Crichton came up with, you know, you know, where the uh, where the robots or, or the computers would get a virus, strangely enough, and they actually turn on you, you know, with the whole concept. So, yeah, those, those three things pretty much stuck in my mind, you know, and uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, hi sherry hi some of the hi, um, hi eddie <laughs> uh, some of the movies um and some of the tv shows i grew up with um for girls um that stuck in my mind was of course shirley temple um when she's a little girl dancing and tap dancing because i too was a dancer when girl well through my old my my childhood tap dance ballet they yeah. yeah. And I always wanted to be an actress, but <laughs> it settled to be a nurse. That was my second choice, right? <laughs> um, one of the movies that um, I really, really enjoyed watching every year when it came out was Cinderella, uh, 1965, um, with um, Leslie Ann Warren. Okay. It was Walter Pigeon and Ginger Rogers, the king and the queen. Yeah. That for romance, that was, I think, for little girls, they really, I, I, so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Now, do you, now, do you guys have any any movies or TV shows that when you think about, like, you'll get like a certain, you know, you could smell something like, you know, a movie that you always watched while eating a bowl of cereal and you could instantly, you know, smell that cereal or anything like that. Any, any kind of weird stuff like that? No, no. I, you know, I think there's <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think there's a medical term for that. It's called synesthesia, where you can taste colors and 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 yeah, and, and like and like smell different things kid joe this is this is something i couldn't look at a a plum colored car you know what like i like i would get nauseous <laughs> yeah i mean yeah like whenever a car a plum color would drive by i'd go like Ugh, it would make me it would it would make me uh, it would make me nauseous and when i was real young when uh, certain uh, music would play i would see colors you know you know yeah like fly up above my head and stuff How old but you? about two or maybe about four four wow. uh, but that's called synesthesia and if and if you do check it out that is a condition People tend to outgrow it, I think. But uh, no, I can't think of anything like that. But I did love the cartoons too. Oh, oh man, yeah. we had you know what the uh, Looney Tunes, the Merry Melodies. I mean, Tom and Jerry. Uh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what? Even to this day, I still pop on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Is it uh, is it Netflix? I guess. And I and I and I watch uh, you know like vintage cartoons. They're fantastic. That yeah, that's awesome. I tell you, and you know, and, and Sherry mentioned. Uh, what was it? Was it Cinderella, right? Is that what you mentioned, Sherry, or was it Snow White? Because I was, I was thinking Cinderella. about Cinderella. Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember even when I was young, because I had a um a, a younger sister. I still have a younger sister. She's four years younger than me. But we were uh we always watched a lot of Disney. So you know. Uh, oh yes. Uh huh. Yeah, Cinderella, Snow uh, White. Um, mm -hmm. what was the original one where he was the wizard on the mountain? Um, Eddie knows what probably what it what it's called. You mean Mickey Mouse? Yes. The Wizard? Oh, yeah, was oh, was, was that Fantasia? Yeah, Fantasia, yeah. That's it, Chuck, yeah. Fantasia. Yeah, that, uh, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. So all these, you know, all these ones that started coming out on VHS, you know, mm -hmm. we were grabbing because they were, you know, it was kind of like the first time you could really watch them unless you, unless you caught them on TV. So, you know, a lot of that that we watched, and, man, I, I just, I always loved that old artwork from from Walt Disney that came out in like the 30s and 40s and, and even through the 50s and all that and yeah I think it was some of it that kind of lost in the the stuff they did in the 80s and 
but their, their yeah. original stuff was just fantastic. I mean, the Cinderella and, and Sleeping Beauty, that artwork was just oh, was just was great. I mean, that, that's really, and even a Fantasia, that's just a staple of, of Disney animation right there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So great. So Eddie, what's what's some of the uh, the TV shows and, and movies you got? I'm sure you you're compiling your list as we speak. I uh, I gotta tell you, as a kid, the one TV show that really turned me completely was the George Reeves Superman. Oh yeah, uh, awesome. I used to watch that mm. in Batman afterwards. I think it was Channel Eleven at the time. But the thing that was phenomenal is when I got my first Superman costume. If you guys remember, and I'm sure uh, Chuck and Sherry will know what I'm about to say, when you opened up the plastic, the smell that it emitted was phenomenal. It came usually in dolls, like when I'm sure Sherry, when she had her dolls, and you smell the hair, that smell of that plastic. You know what I'm talking about, guys? I think I do. That smell is phenomenal. It's where you want to like open it and keep smelling it. So every time I think of old toys or old uh, vinyl or, you know, like dolls, when yeah. you opened up a doll uh, for girls, you know, a doll, that smell was always there. Right. But it also came when you bought Halloween costumes from uh, Ben Cooper. Eddie, I was, I was just, just going to mention that because I could right now I could smell – the inside of the plastic Ben Cooper mask. I had a GI Joe one, and I, I could smell the plastic right now, like clear as day, like it's right in front. Wow. Of me. Well, well, you know, know that, you that is yeah. the best smell. But now, <clears throat> the other show that did and and probably made me most of the stuff that I love, robots, and was Lost in Space. Uh, oh, you yeah, know, I love that program. That that was my my main to go now. Danger, 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 danger. <laughs> I love the, the laser gun. In fact, there was a time, I don't know how I did it, but I used to take newspapers and out of newspapers, I would build the robot. I would, you know, like a 3D model of it, the laser gun. And of course, a lot had to do also with Courageous Cat Admitted Mouse, where he had a weapon for everything. So I would make those weapons out of clay. And, you know, the, the from Courageous Cat Admitted Mouse. But the whole thing is, uh, growing up, of course, and then when I had my daughter and stuff, and I started going into Disney, because here, here's the whole thing. In the 1970s, Disney was geared more towards females. So there was not too many. In the 1950s and 60s, it was like a dual audience. Mm -hmm. uh, in the 70s, you had the Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that, and so, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. I watched that. One of my favorite shows, I think, was called, not Zoom, um, I forgot the name of it, but they used to raffle off toys. And I, I, I used to be like, you know, it was like a, they would call the kids down and they had all these toys. I, I'm not sure, Chuck, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I have an idea. A, yeah, I do remember. Uh, it was a big, big show. But Disney, when my daughter was born, of course, I, I, I would be forced to watch Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> uh, The Little Mermaid. Yeah. And, you know, Disney took a turn from the original Bambi, which was kind of. I, I know a lot of people are gonna kill me for that. It was kind of lame, you know. You always had the musical and the singing, which is one thing I hated from movies of the seventies. Because <laughs> even though they were done in the sixties, every time you had to watch something, somebody had to go out and sing, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I really didn't like that. But um, what I was gonna say though is, in the Little Mermaid, oh my God, you know the crab, uh, <laughs> he, he's phenomenal. He's he hilarious. And one of my favorites that stands on... Doesn't he sing Under the Sea? Yeah, he sings Under the Sea, yeah. 
That is yeah. cool. That that is really cool. But then he, uh, there's also uh, the one which was funny with uh, which is Aladdin. Now Aladdin, what I like about the evil guy there, he's got two little evil characters with him, and he looks at them and says, "What type? What is that you're wearing?" And he had like a brand sneaker. I forget what it was. And he goes, "I got him on discount." I thought that was you know hilarious mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I also like the one with the parrot, Largo. I think which one was that? That um, uh, that the the evil guy and the parrot in his shoulder. Um, oh, I know. Who the you name mean. of the parrot was Largo, I think. Or, or oh, I don't remember that one. Oh gosh. No, but I, I tell you what, what, just to bring it back real quick, uh, when you're talking about Lost in Space, because I I recently watched um the first two seasons from from start to finish and and i know you guys have seen it as well but were you guys like me and just wanted to kill that just reach through the tv dr smith oh he was a pain <laughs> am i the yeah, only one was... who's yelling at the tv going why are they not just kicking him out and leaving him yeah well, he would he, you know what he, he would always insult the robots and call them names oh, i know yeah. yeah he made me mad <laughs> oh he, he he caused so many problems on there and then they're just like oh yeah he's okay and they bring him back in there and you know fall for his same lame excuses every time and i'm just like well you know what at the tv going just <laughs> get him <laughs> out of there let, let one of the aliens take him off or something <laughs> well you know what though the first season is okay the second season carries the other two yeah uh the third season is a little in the lame side but the second season it's all usually dr smith um then they have will robinson and one thing i'm going to say about the second season though is um with you know with the laser and all that stuff uh, this guy did the uh, John Rennie, uh, Rennie, I think it is, uh, from uh, the day the earth stood still. Michael Rennie, I'm sorry, Michael Rennie, Michael Rennie, right? When he did the one that's called The Keeper, that's the one that there's like a uh, some type of uh, uh, you know, uh, trunk, truck, it looked like a, a mobile, not a mobile, what do you call this, like a, a trailer or something. And Dr. Smith comes and knocks down something, all the monsters start coming out of there with the noise. I found that frightening as a kid. Yeah. And also, the second season, I think, is the one that had the war of the robots between Robbie and the Lord. You know, the second season was probably the best of all the seasons. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have, by the way, it was kind of, I mean, this is funny. Where I work, one of the friends of Bill Money, uh, they grew up together. They had a band when they were young, lived there. And he had Bill Money sign me uh, a Blu-ray uh, discs of the entire three seasons. Mm. And they gave it to me as a gift. But, I mean, I, I had bought it also when it first came out on DVD. I have actually like two or three sets of it because it is a phenomenal show. And it's fun to watch. And, you know, and the Jupiter 2 with its voyages, the way it flew. And I thought it was a phenomenal looking flying saucer. I have today, I think it was put out by Threadmasters or something like that in the 1990s, early 90s or so, or early 2000s, they, they had the Jupiter 2. I have about three or four of those models. They go today for a couple of hundred dollars, but I'm, I'm telling you, it they're beautiful. I think it's a well-done show, and it actually probably was a staple as to me growing up and stuff. Yeah, I did like watching the Brady Bunch, which, uh, you know, it was kind of funny when, when Chuck said it, and also the pa Partridge family um, oh. I used to like, and of course, I did like the Patrick family because I used to like the sister, you know, that played on. And oh, yeah. Sure, sure. But, 
Sherry was in love with David Cassidy. I Sherry. Oh yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> my, my, oh. Wife my wife too. My wife too. rest his soul. Yeah. But 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 you know what? Um, one thing I'm going to tell you is that with the Brady Bunch, it was fun. I I used to like to watch it. Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Oh, that was a, oh, that was a good one. I forgot about Gilligan's Island. That was. And and did any of you guys watch the the new Sue review? I think it was. Absolutely. I used to watch that before I'd get ready for school in the morning. Yeah, yeah, me too. Where it says yep. in the garden of make believe. <laughs> that was that was cool. You know what? Like they would play that, and with and then the the the, the, three, the three Stooges were on shortly after that, and it was like early in the morning. I mean, like yeah. six six thirty in the morning. Then then I get ready. And go off to school. I was in like first or second grade then. You you know who I used to listen to when I was about ten or eleven? I used to listen to Don Imus in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he woke me up to, and you know that was kind of funny and stuff. But um, I I I, I couldn't believe when I saw Don Imus. I go, that's what he looks like. You know, I thought he was more <laughs> like a, a shirt and tie, you know, type of guy. Yeah. But, um, but I gotta say though, with with all those shows that we watched, most of those shows had one thing in common a lot of them had robots they all had some type of laser gun or futuristic monster uh it it, it kind of had the same theme now in school i remember there was a show and this was i think channel 13 pbs in my area which was called vegetable soup i don't know if you guys any of you guys ever uh, that, that does that does ring a bell a little bit yeah i think i do the, remember that we used to watch it in class when we started in my homeroom class i used to be in a catholic school and we they they would put it on because all the classes had a you know a television of course and what it was was this they were like uh, kind of like mr rogers neighborhood kind of thing where you had the puppets mm -hmm. or such but they were building a rocket ship to go up into space or or sometimes and I thought that was phenomenal, man. And I used to <laughs> look forward to going to school to watch it every day, you know. And I thought this was funny, though, because one day they had a commercial between the and it showed like a running stream of water. And I was very, very thirsty. In fact, I was so thirsty, I would have died for just a glass of water. That <laughs> and I remember watching that. And I still haven't forgotten it to this day. And I'm like, wow, if I could just taste water. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been dehydrated again. <laughs> but yeah, the, the 70s were, and you know, let's be honest, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and Abbott and Costello hold that ghost. Uh, I think in the comedy hour were also the shows that I always watched to laugh. Um, and I was watching it the other day, uh, the Abbott and Costello comedy hour. And I got to tell you that Colgate, that he is, it's so funny. Oh. And my daughter goes, how do you laugh at that? What's not even funny? And I go, what? I said, you're not even my daughter for saying that. How could you? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's a hysterical show. I mean, it's it's goofy and stuff, but it's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, I don't think the younger generation get it. You know what I mean? I know, because my kids look at me, too, like, what are you laughing at? You know, how come you want to watch these shows? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, you guys got you guys got to do this. If any of you guys remember this, especially from the Northeast here, I know Joe. I think Chuck, you say you remember. I don't know if Joe did. There was in 1973. There was a a it's a Canadian show, and it was done by one actor. I think his name was um, Ike something Ike, and and he uh, he played all the roles, all the characters in the show. But it was called the hilarious house of Frightenstein, not Frankenstein, uh, Frightenstein. 
And our famous, my, my favorite character uh, from the House of Haunted Hill, Vincent Price, is the narrator that they use to do the entry and the outro of the show. Oh, the intro and outro. Now, the guy who played that, there, there was a Dracula, uh, I mean, a Frankenstein in a slab in the laboratory. And then Dracula used to call him Brucey. And he would go, oh, Brucey, why don't you? I, rem I, re I remember. Okay, well, yeah. he here's the funny part where I'm telling you people out there who, who are listening. If you guys like Chuck's voice. Now, all I keep getting from everybody that contacts me is, that guy Chuck, I, I like to listen to him. He's got a, He's got an interesting voice. And I say, yeah, he reminds me of Wolfman Jack, right? <laughs> well, oh, there is a part in that show, Chuck, if you remember, you remember how they used to show the librarian? Yeah. The librarian was coughing, a really old guy. Yeah. And they had the Wolfman. He says, I am the Wolfman. <laughs> and he plays psychedelic music. Yeah. That's who sounds like you. I was actually the other day looking at it, And I go, man, no wonder. Chuck was probably the actor in that. Uh, I was, hey, I was the original Wolfman. Yeah, yeah the original Wolfman. <laughs> but I, I thought that was funny though. That oh, show was yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Wolfman Jack used to do a guest spot on Don Kirshner's rock concert. I don't know if you remember that. It was yes, on. Yes, he did. I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was on like a Friday or Saturday night, and they had all the top entertainers at that time. And Wolfman Beyond her, this is Wolfman Jack coming at you. Whoa. And you know what's so funny too when I said about that, like that show Fightings, they had another funny thing that I know Joe would get a kick out of. There would be a gorilla, like in the intermission, a gorilla would come, he'd be hit in the head with a ping pong ball <laughs> and he'd fall forward. <laughs> I mean, there were goofy shows, but you know what? They were phenomenal, man. I well, used to look. Well, I tell you what, you guys, you know, brought up the, the 60s and 70s, and I'm going to. Coming the tail end here with the eighties and nineties because that All was right. kind of my you know my area and there were there was I tell you there was some great stuff that came out in in that period and, and a lot of movies and TV shows but I even have a few from the sixties uh, and seventies and and one from nineteen sixty seven one of my absolute favorite movies is the Dirty Dozen which I'm, oh, I'm sure everyone out there has seen that's a wonderful movie and then from nineteen seventy Kelly's Heroes oh yeah. You know, those were two movies that I used to. It almost seems like I watched them every Saturday or Sunday morning, and they were a huge influence on, on me of you know being intrigued with the military and all that, and, and how it shaped my my future. Along with uh, the GI Joe uh, cartoon movie that came out in '87, yeah, we had that, and then kind of like my my like I, I guess almost like sense of like sense of wonderment and like um. I, I guess, you know, kind of like almost like make believe because it, it made me want to go out and, you know, when I was young and just play kind of like, you know, make believe, you know, all day was the Goonies from 1985. Oh, that was great. I love I like that. that one. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just such a great movie of this group of kids who went on this really cool adventure. And, oh, man. you know, and, you know, of course, couldn't really do that in real life, but you could go out in your backyard or in the woods and use your you know, use your imagination and have your own adventures. You know, what I was able to do with myself and, you know, some neighborhood kids and we'd get together and, you know, do our own thing because it was such a huge movie at the time. It was a very big movie. I like yeah. to look up at the cast. You know what I, you know what? I always like to look up the cast members and everything. I think the kid that played chunk, if I'm not mistaken, he be, he became a lawyer, you know? So yeah. Oh really? It's actually, yeah. It's actually fascinating to look up some of these, you know, who played in the different roles. Did you guys like uh, Gomer Powell? That's, that's one yeah, I like. I, I used to, yeah. I used to yeah. Like that show. 
Yeah, that was cool. You know what? I like Jim Neighbors. He was fantastic. Frank, very early age. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, did you? I tell you what, what, what was cool, Chuck, is in, I don't even think they have it on uh, TV anymore. Was uh, Nickelodeon had kind of like a um, a segment at night. It was called uh, Nick at Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Absolutely. they played all those, you know, classic mm-hmm. television shows. So I, I was lucky enough to be able to watch that and see a lot of these classic shows. But I, I don't think they have anything anymore you you know something funny uh when you said gomer Pyle, uh you brought him up there was one where jim neighbors of of course gomer he went to take uh the sergeant's car somewhere and they oh i love that one that's what i thought when they stole my car and i remember that he goes like oh you know he was running around the line like where oh oh my god (laughs) that was that was a good one that was holy holy he was like holy they took his car (laughs) That was, you know what? That was a good show, and I yeah. liked. Uh, you know what? I also liked uh, uh, the Green Acres. That was yeah. pretty. Green uh, was, Acres is yeah. the place. Yeah, you they know were. All, what? You know what? They're all crazy on there, man. For me, yeah. yeah I yeah, forgot about Green Acres, but I can never forget that song. <laughs> how about how about you guys? Do you remember the when you say Green Acres? There was also the other one um, with the old lady. Uh, what, what were they? The old uh, the hillbillies. Oh, yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. Didn't that lady remind you of the one that that Abbott and Costello episode where um, he went and he went to I guess the 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 hills and he had a family and they used to call him Squeeze Box. Oh yeah. And every time, every time the the guy would say "old oh, woman" and she would take a gun and shoot his pipe off. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Hey, there was an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies that had to do with magic. You remember Jethro bought uh, bought a bunch of magic apparatus from I think John Carradine played the uh, played the magician. Who, yes, who, yes. Oh, really? I think yeah. I think he was retiring, and then uh, he bought it all, and then he used uh, May as his assistant, and, and that was a really good episode. It was really cool. The the Beverly Hillbillies. No, I was gonna say the Beverly Hillbillies weren't as popular as people I think would think. You had shows like Bonanza, which I used to right. like the one show that had Lee Majors in it. Oh, I love the Six Million Dollar Man. That was no, 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 cool. no, no, no. I'm talking about the Western. Remember when he played the Western? He was uh, one of the Cowboys. Oh, uh, you mean the uh, Big Valley? Yeah, Big, Big Valley. Valley. Yeah, I used to like that show. Yeah. Uh, let me tell. I'll tell you guys one thing though. There is one show. There's two shows that if you haven't watched, you need to watch. They're westerns. One is branded with Chuck Connors, and the other one is The Guns of Will Sonnet. Okay. The Guns of Have you guys watched that? No, I haven't. Oh, no. go to Net, go to Netflix, go see if they have it. But The Guns of Will Sonnet. I, I was introduced to that show in probably 1997, 90, and we used to watch it in my job. Me and the engineering guy and one of the uh, the, the guards, we watched it every day. In the Guns of Will Sonnet, um, I forgot the name of the famous the the actor's very of, of a famous actor. It's some old guy who he is supposed to be like the best in the gun, and then his son is a gunfighter. Okay. So him and the grandson go in search of the father. And every episode they try to meet Will Sonnet. They're looking for Will Sonnet. I'm gonna tell you the truth. That show is phenomenal. It's awesome. Oh, wow. And I like the old guy when he says to like the people, he says, you know that's my son. Just remember, I'm better. You know, like. <laughs> hey, here's a here's a western. You you guys, well, I'm sure you guys remember it, but it's kind of I, I guess a lesser known one was Wagon Train. Oh yeah, I remember Wagon Absolutely. Train. Now there was a there was a great and and I just watched it this past summer. 
it was called the, to- the Tobias Jones story. It came out in 1958, and uh, it was actually Lou Costello. He was the uh, the main um, kind of like the main character on there. Have you guys seen I that? Have I have the movie. That's actually no, I've that's never seen it. The movies that Costello did when he broke off with Abbott, I think. Oh, wow. yeah, he was. I tell you what, he was. He played a um, kind of like a drunkard and all that. Uh-huh. And there was really no comedy or nothing. He was a, it was a very serious and dramatic role that he was playing. And my it gosh, failed. It oh, failed, it, <laughs> what's that? It failed. It didn't get him. Uh, he didn't get uh he didn't. I mean, the movie itself didn't do too well. No, but I tell you what, he, well, it was a TV show. It was one of the oh, episodes yeah. on the TV show, but I tell you what, he was, he was absolutely fantastic on it. And, and yeah, it was towards the end of his career and he was, you know, of course, known as a, a comedian, but just to see him for the first time in this this dramatic role, yeah, was, yeah, to play a serious role, wow, yeah. I'll I'll tell you guys one thing though, um, and and just like if you guys used to like the Rifleman, which the Rifleman, oh, was, absolutely, yeah. yeah, that was Chuck Connors, right? Yeah, Chuck Connors. Yep, yep, that was a good one. Sherry, did you ever get into any any westerns or anything? No, but I remember my stepdad, he'd watch Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah he liked that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you guys like... Um... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Yeah. I like those better than the Adams Family. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, because that's always like the biggest, you know, debate. Munsters or Adams Family. That's right. Yeah. I I watched a few uh, Munsters episodes a, a couple weeks ago, and they're very they're very good and it's depending on the day i i could go either or uh-huh i mean they have some they have some great episodes i mean herman is just <laughs> he's, he's, funny. he's hilarious he is oh, grandpa i love grandpa yeah <laughs> i mean they, they they have some great episodes so i, I guess it's if i'm gonna be a, objective kind of like i guess how i'm feeling that day you know if i'm a Adam <laughs> family fan more or yeah. if, right. if you're feeling if you're feeling uh melancholy you know hey, yeah. <laughs> hey but there was a magic uh uh one one episode of the monsters too remember when when herman was doing magic on stage and uh and uh grandpa was actually doing the magic uh you, you know he was he was he was like casting the spells and so forth but yeah but there was a but there of him doing magic on there so you might want to check that out too <laughs> oh nice yeah i'll have to check it out i have the dvd set and i've been i've been going through it you know bit, I, i'm starting off from the beginning i'm only i think maybe six or seven episodes in yeah i think it only lasted surprisingly joe i i think it only lasted one season if i'm not mistaken one or two at the most it wasn't much but they made a lot of you know they made a lot of uh, back then but it I didn't believe last. It was two i believe it was two seasons i'm gonna just to be sure, look it up right now. I thought it was two. Yeah, two seasons, seventy episodes. Yeah, seventy. Okay, yeah. It's just it. You know what? It's it, there were so many, so many of the episodes that I thought it lasted for you know four or five seasons, but it wasn't. It was only like you said two. Yeah, back then they made a lot. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they did. When you kind of look at at seasons now, some of them are maybe anywhere from eight you know usually 10 you know if you're on netflix or something and right maybe at the high end you know 15 20 i think some of the more popular ones maybe went upwards of 20 but yeah nothing like they they used uh, to be man no nothing like it i think the walking dead i stopped watching that but uh but uh but, but for the first uh few years i was a big i was a big walking dead uh fan but i think they only 
made like maybe six or seven or eight episodes and that was it man and they had the you know the mid-series type of thing then they quit and they come back later in the fall but it was only about maybe maybe six or seven episodes it was ridiculous yeah that kind of seems like how a lot of these shows are going for and you know it it, it kind of sucks because they're they're some good stories out there but hey we're down to the last uh four and a half minutes so we are going to wrap it up with some final thoughts but before we do um just for everyone out there who's listening you guys will probably be listening to this on the january 20th or later but we're actually recording right now on wednesday january 19th and there's a special birthday today of a writer that's very very dear to me and was a huge influence on me from uh from when I was young, and that is Edgar Allan Poe, oh, born wow. January nineteenth, eighteen oh nine. So he's what I think two hundred and thirteen years. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he he was the man. He was the man. Oh. Yeah, you know, I started reading him probably maybe seventh or or eighth grade, and I, I just I fell in love with him, and I, I've been a fan ever since. I'm, I'm a you know part of a few historical societies that that they have with him. And I, I still read him, you know, oh, and watch movies great. based off him. Just, he's been a huge influence on my, my life. So I definitely wanted to say that. So uh, Chuck and Sherry, what's your, what's your final thoughts for today? And what do you got? All right. Hey, it's always great coming here. Speaking of birthdays, my birthday's next, is it Thursday, Sherry? Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I don't even know. <laughs> January, uh, January 25th. Mm-hmm. I'll be 58. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness. Well, but, happy uh, birthday. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Uh, but, hey, it was great coming by. Uh, yeah. Always a good conversation. What do you have to say, Sherry? Yeah, thank you for having me. I enjoy all the every time I'm here. All right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Eddie, are you with us? Yeah, Eddie. I think. I think he dropped off. He sent me a text that he some something on his dropped off. So oh, okay, <laughs> he's having some um, some technical issues out there. So hopefully he's still recording there, or, or you know we'll have to drop it short. But um, just want to say thank you to everybody out there who's tur- tuning in to us. You can find this weekly on your favorite podcast platform. Um, subscribe to our channel. You know, give us a nice review if you so choose. Also, head over to houseoftheunusual.com. That is our flagship site. We have a great free forum on there. A lot of great discussions going on there. Like I said, the new one just popped up by Dr. Saab about uh, movies that influenced you as a child. So definitely head over there. Uh, we also have the Crypto Classics uh, section in the thread where we talk about some horror movies and all that. And it gives you a chance to discuss you know, what you liked or didn't like about that particular movie. So hopefully by next week you guys will have seen uh threads and we'll be able to discuss it a little bit because it is a uh a creepy movie so um, yeah. that's all we got on, on this end man so hey guys thanks for for uh joining us chuck and sherry and eddie's somewhere out there in podcast land yeah he got sucked into i wonder if those storms are starting to start <laughs> and knocking them off so hopefully everything's well out there with him I'll, I'll give him a call after after this and and see what we got so okay uh, all right guys hey thanks for stopping by and everybody out there in podcast land thanks for joining us once again and good night okay good, good night. night god bless bye-bye